Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Social Media Saturday, May 9th, 2020. Steve Cypress here, the end of another spectacular spring day. Still on the hot side. Temps near 100 degrees here. I hear it's cooler in other areas in the U.S., uh, specifically where I lived almost my entire life in the north and the northeast. So I wish you well there. And, of course, wish you were here. But anyway, so viral videos. Greg is here. Good seeing you. Uh, of course, now people think, of course, you want to go viral on video, but you want to go viral for the right things. You don't want to be going viral in a negative way. And I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but I just found out, I, I, I guess it happened days ago, but I, I just saw for the first time this, uh, I'm still speechless and outraged and disgusted over this video of some, this, this racist murder right on the street of somewhere in the south I forget where like two guys just shoot some young kid in cold blood like I don't care what he did what the hell are you just shooting a kid in cold blood in the middle of the street but anyway so they those two ridiculous racist murderers uh, are going viral that's for the wrong reason you want to go viral for the right reason so while we're in they're still in the stages or uh or tears, or whatever they're calling it, of the shutdown, and still, still uh, being stupid and insulting to being calling some businesses non-essential. I mean, if they don't realize by now that employees are, no matter where they work, their job is essential to them. Businesses to the business owner is essential to them. It's essential to their suppliers. It's essential to their customers, clients, patients, members, to their cops and firemen in their town because they pay taxes and sales taxes and property taxes. It's essential to their landlords who, if you don't let them open up their business, they're going to go out of business. And that just doesn't mean like, oh, they couldn't pay the rent. They couldn't pay the rent to somebody. So now that person's in trouble. And so the whole economy is intertwined and there's no such thing as a non-essential business. However, I digress. You got different states and cities and areas and whatever with all the different rules and regulations, which of course is how America's meant to be, local government is always best. Uh, but you got this overreach, and so this viral video, this uh, woman uh, salon owner somewhere in Dallas, actually thrown in jail for jumping the gun by like a week or so on opening up her salon when the governor had written a decree that like, you shall not open your salon, I consider you non-essential, less than a human, you and your 18 techs that work in her shop and all your employ all your uh, your customers and clients and what I consider you all I will decide somehow uh, whether you get to do what you do and whether they get to get the service nothing to do with of course that again thinking gee people don't need a haircut but people need liquor people need abortions people don't need to go to church on Easter but they need to get Liquor, liquor stores are essential, but salons are not. Have you seen any videos of anyone? Not me with no hair, but have you seen people on TV and 
you know, pe uh, people need some 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 personal care. Uh, not to mention that salons ha has anyone. I mean, anyone in the government ever even know anything about a salon? They write the regulations that the salons all have to follow. The salons are like the most sanitary place in the world. All the techs are trained. They have to get a certification and always get it updated. They go to two years of school. And a lot of what they're learning is how to sanitize their equipment and their station and their this and that and how to be healthy and not, you know, cut somebody. And But if they bleed, you do this. And if you get this, you clean this up. And if this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, after every, every salon I've ever seen, and I've had a whole bunch of clients, after every single client comes through, they're sweeping up the hair, they're cleaning out the this, the brush goes in the sanitizer. I mean, if... I'm pretty sure a local grocery store isn't doing that. Every time somebody touches something, puts it back on the shelf, is somebody running over and sweeping and cleaning? No, but in salons, they do. But anyway, I digress. So this salon owner goes, look, I'm reopening my salon, and I'm, she goes into court, and she just tells the judge, like, I don't care if you have to throw me in jail, I'm not shutting down the salon, and he throws her in jail. What kind of country are we living in? But anyway, here's the deal. Here's how to do it. Okay, you want to put forth a message on social media to let people know that you're open for business or to protest or to urge your authoritarian, draconian, communist, king-like, whatever you want to call it, government officials that are proclaiming that for some reason you're a second-class citizen or 18th-class citizen and your business is deemed shut down because I said so, period – and you want to protest that, here's how not to do it. Because this will possibly have you go viral for the wrong reason. Make a video, send out an email, make some social media posts, stand in front of your place with a big sign that says, I want to make tons of money, and I want to make it as soon as possible. How dare you stop me from getting rich and making lots of money? I demand you let me open my business, okay? Wrong way to put out the message. The right way is like that hero salon opener did in Dallas. She said, look, and she told a story, which is always the right way, the best way to do any sales, marketing, or advertising, and she said something like, I have to paraphrase, of course, and I probably don't even remember her name or the name of the salon or actually even what, I think it's in Dallas, but it might be a suburb. Uh, but anyway, it was something about, like, look, my texts are coming to me, and they're going, look, we've been out of work for whatever, a month or two, and we've got to pay the bills, and they rent chairs from her. That's how it works in a lot of salons. None of them are technically her, her employees. So she can't even get the PPP payroll loan. They're not on payroll. So she can't get any help. They can't get any help. And she says they were coming to me and saying, you know, look, we're about to go into people's homes and cut their hair. They want it. They're calling us. I need the money. I know it's illegal, but we're going to go do it. And likely not really going to get in trouble from it with the law, as you are apparently getting thrown in jail for opening a salon, which is clear and, and, and audacious and right there out in the open. And she said in her message, and I think she said it in the court to the judge, look, for their own safety, I can't let them do that. That's not a sterile environment. Who knows? We didn't clean the place. We didn't disinfect before we went in there. My techs might get sick. Uh, there's not the right lighting to cut the hair. There's not the right atmosphere to cut the hair. Uh, who knows if they slip on the floor because the floor is not the right type of I mean, she didn't get in all the details, but that's the point. When you cut, again, I know a lot of uh, air cutters that will cut in people's homes, but it's always a risk. They carry extra insurance from it. They're taking a risk because the environment is not ideal like it is in a salon. And she said, it's just not the safest. But that's not even, that's pre-virus. Pre 
when you got a virus, you're going to have your text go into 20 different homes in a day that you have no idea who's been in and out of that home. And is it sterile? Is it not? Like, that's crazy. She can pretty much control the complete atmosphere in the salon. So that's one reason she gave. For the health of my technicians, I had to open up. For the economic benefit of my technicians, I had to open up. They got to put food on the table. They've been out of work for seven weeks. They don't own a business. They can't get funding. They can't get loans. They don't have money saved up. They're not like me. I'm the owner of the business. They're employees. They're living paycheck to paycheck, and you've taken away their paycheck for six weeks, and all you gave them was a $1,200 check. They're going to find a way to go to work. By the way, this is the exact same argument. Exact. This is the same argument that they use for the pro-abortion people. Right? If we don't allow legal, safe, clean abortions, people are going to go in the back rooms and use the coat hangers and do all that kind of stuff and get the back room abortions like they did 50 years ago or 40, whatever, before Roe v. Wade, 40 years ago. And so that's their argument. That's why we need to provide clean, safe abortion. It's a similar pitch with the whole legalizing of drugs. If we make pot legal and we make other drugs legal, then people don't get crap off the street that might be laced with this and kill them with that. And now you got the whole drug culture and the whole whatever. Let's put it out in the open. Let's tax it. Let's put regulations on it. That's what the salon industry is. And so this salon owner said that in, in not nearly as many words as I did. Like, look, I did it for the safety of my techs and my clients, for the health, not spread the virus. In other words, to not, I'm opening my business to stop the spread of the virus. Hey, judge, stop being an idiot. And hey, governor, stop being an idiot. Because I know the governor then came out and said, oh, I can't allow that. Well, you wrote the regulation, dude. So nice try to back up and act like you're a hero here, but you're not. Like, you wrote the regulation. That's And now, of course, the judge didn't have to put him in jail. But even a fine is ridiculous because she's doing it for the right reason. So that's a reason for to stop the spread of the virus, to be more healthy, to serve the community. Uh, to be to serve my employees, to let them eat, to put food on the table for their kids. These are the reasons that you want to give for why you want to reopen your business and why you're opening it up early or why you're opening it up at all. By the way, there's a whole bunch of businesses in states and counties and wherever that even though they're allowed to open, they're saying, yeah, but we're going to wait another week. We still just don't feel it's safe and whatever. So when you put out the message that you are opening up, Long story short, you don't want to say, we're opening up because, damn, I'm running out of money and I need to make some money, so I'm opening them up. Come on in. You want to talk about the benefit to other people, which, of course, is using the wow strategy that I am famous for, and hopefully you know it's all about your target who. It's all about other people. It's all about your prospect, all about your employee, all about your supplier, all about your community. But if you make it about you, you could go viral in a negative way. You make it about others like this woman in the salon owner in Dallas, national hero, goes viral in a positive way. That's my advice to you today on Social Media Saturday. I hope you take it. You want more help with how to profit, survive, thrive, come out, smell like a rose through all this chaos, because if you think the chaos is ending just because, you know, we're starting to open up the economy, the chaos is just beginning. You can get some help with my free report, How to Profit from Chaos, by going to ProfitFromChaos.com, and then I'll invite you to join my private Facebook group, Profit from Chaos, where every single day I'm giving advice, answering questions, giving you some help. So ProfitFromChaos.com will help you out. Things like this and other things as well. And Karen is here. Great seeing you, Karen. Hope all is well. Uh, give a shout-out to my favorite uh, bar profiteer.
uh, arg, maybe, and I will catch you. That was terrible, wasn't it? Karen's just laughing at me now. And I will catch you tomorrow. As always, I just check in to say hello. I will be taking a dip in what you can't see behind me, but it's this big cement pond full of water tomorrow on Sunday Fun Day. But I will, as I have done every day for over three years, record a daily Facebook Live video. And then I'll see you back here with more business building tips on Direct Mail Monday. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend, everyone. Karen and all the other mothers out there, have a happy, spectacular, fantastic Mother's Day. And I'll catch you tomorrow over and out. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making